The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 155th ever show of All Around Sports. Each Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast from Boston to go all around the world of sports for the next hour. Today, we are holding our first annual college football preview. And on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how are you doing today? I'm good, John. I'm good. Getting ready for this football season. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but uh, media days... Start in July, so we just thought, why wait? Everybody loves college football, and this is a uh, watershed year in that uh, we are having the new college football playoff system uh, succeeding the BCS. So that, in and of itself, uh, you know, is pretty exciting just to start with. Maybe we'll just start right there. Uh, AP, you know, they're, they've been creating this new uh, system slash company, corporate headquarters out there in Dallas area, um, you know, a new governing body, however you want to say it, they all apply, but it is, uh, you, know, you know, it's already shaping up to be a year to remember because of everything that's going into it, the advisory board of who's going to choose the team so uh it's gonna it's gonna be a fun year we already got a lot going and it's uh again a couple months till the season actually begins yeah john i mean you could actually uh evaluate the four teams that they're going to select for the playoff system by looking at the 13 people on the selection committee just like the basketball committee so I mean, you can't complain about a computer or a formula that you, you're not aware of, or you can't compute yourself. So it'll be—I uh, I can't wait to, for the first four teams that they select, and then when they have to appear on television each week. Uh, I think they start in October, and then they're going to give their final four selection. They'll have to give an explanation why those four were chosen. I, I just can't wait to hear those reasons. Absolutely, and of course, you know the way. I mean, in basketball, they choose 64 teams. There's always the famous teams on the bubble that don't get chosen. And, uh, you know, now we're talking about choosing four. So already there will be controversy in that, you know, any team that's in the, quote, top ten but not chosen for the final four, uh, 
they're going to have a gripe. We know that already going in. Uh, but what do you think about that? Yeah, that's going to affect coaching careers and families of coaches and players' chances to compete for a championship. And then, John, not only that, they're going to pick some of the other bowls uh, besides the semifinals and the, you know, the, the 14 for the semifinals. So there could be dissatisfied people down the line. You know, say they don't get into the playoffs the fifth and sixteen. Maybe they don't even like where they're going to be positioned for the bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's a better way. I mean, uh, you know, it does mirror in some ways the uh, March Madness. But, you, you know, even that, again, comes with controversy, but only at the beginning. And again, when you're talking the you know the teams that are from the maybe the seventieth best team in the country, you know how much can you complain? But when you're talking about the fifth best team in the country, then you might have some complaints. <laughs> but in the end, this is as good as we're going to do. We're all glad to see it. I don't want to start off on a negative note because it's exciting, it's fun, it should bring us nearer, and what it will avoid almost unequivocally uh, is you know that. The best two, the best four teams are not playing. Again, it's debatable who they might be, but again, there'll be a general consensus that, you know, should keep people happier than they were for the BCS, I believe. Yeah, but that, that's probably the key word, John, happier. Yeah, it's uh, an improvement. Yeah, it's a definitely an improvement. And, and uh, like I say, just how they select these teams and what the criteria will be, you know, voice to the public uh, will be similar to college basketball. You know, I know strength of schedule, the uh, if you win your conference, the the neutral site games, the head-to-head matchups, all those are going to be taken into consideration. And then what what is the overlying, uh, you know, uh, uh, thing that's going to trump something for, for one particular person on the committee? Who knows? Because... They're talking about being transparent, so but I don't know if they're going to be so transparent that you're going to you get into their head and know every little detail why they picked a particular team. Exactly, um, you know, and we all know that very, you know, quite a, these days in recent years, of course, you know, there'll be someone from the committee will come on to say an ESPN or a CBS and explain, you know, the selections, especially why certain teams didn't make it. And you and I talked at length about the fact that SMU didn't make it. Uh, Larry Brown was her coach. They had a great year. It was the th- it was like the hot thing to do in Dallas, and the Final Four was in Dallas. And everybody, <laughs> yeah. They were sort of, you know, the, the team, it was, everybody was kind of loving. You saw them in person beat UConn uh, in Connecticut, and the, then they beat them a second time. Yeah. So, you know, the ultimate national champion. So, yeah. Yeah. But they didn't make the NCAA. I can remember a conversation you and I had, not yeah. to divert too quick, much off football, but you and I were had you know talked about them on our radio show as just it was a fait accompli. They were in the tournament and that was it. It was just we were talking how far they're going to go, with, you know, that yeah. home court advantage, and then they didn't yeah. make it. So, yeah. the, 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 you know, it's subjective, but you know, one thing that's not subjective is you know, it, it's going to be big. It's going to be big. They've moved it back. A week or so, by my calculations, it was kind of the first, you know, the BCS National Championship game was typically the first week of 
January. Now I think it's going to be something that sounds like January 11th or whatever. So it's more like the second Monday. It's in Dallas this year. So there'll be 100,000 plus. That's kind of cool. Yeah, the Jerry Jones Palace. What other, What better venue? That's probably the top football venue in the world. Absolutely. And uh, so why not have it in, in Texas where te- football is big and Jerry Jones will go to any lengths to, to host it, and he, he won it. He won yes, it. it. Yes, sorry. No, no, I'm saying he, he won the opportunity, and that's, I'm sure that's a dream of his. He's, he's a big college football fan himself, even though he owns the Dallas Cowboys, having played at Arkansas. Exactly, and uh, I might add on the 1964 National Championship team with teammate Jimmy Johnson, if I recall correctly. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite a pair. They they hooked up again down the road, I believe. <laughs> Indeed, they did. Um, and interestingly, then uh, next year, second year, will be in Phoenix, and the third year will be in Tampa. And Tampa went after this first year pretty hard, and even though they didn't get it because it went obviously to Dallas and Jerry, uh, it felt like they were rewarded for you know their efforts in wanting to get the first one. But what it sounds like, what it's shaping up to me already is, you know, it's starting to, it hasn't even happened yet. It feels like it's a Super Bowl week is in our future for college football. Yeah, and it's, and it's funny you mentioned those three sites that they all hosted Super Bowls. and I, I, I think Arizona's hosting it uh, this year again, John, if I remember right. And, and uh, You're absolutely right about that. And, and the Pro Bowl too, I think. Yeah, that I'm not sure about, but, uh, you know, it's it's going to be great. I mean, Phoenix is a great city. Dallas will be great as long as the weather holds. We don't want another Super Bowl-like experience down there. And, you know, Tampa, uh, I think Tampa will be terrific as well. I was thrilled to see Tampa get it. Um, if only that it's easy, it's nice and close for people like you and me up here. Two and a half hour trip down. On to Florida. So. Yeah, and everybody wants to be in Florida in January. Bingo, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, and again, uh, just to reiterate it, it feels like, you know, and I don't think it's going to take very long, uh, it, it feels like it's going to be another Super Bowl week for America. It really does. Um, and the world. I, I think it's just going to be awesome, and I don't think it's going to take very long to get there at all. It, it, and it will be there to a certain degree. This January, do you agree? Oh, I, I absolutely agree because, I mean, like I say, you're holding it in a Super Bowl venue. You're holding it in a state that goes crazy over football, and it's on a Monday night, which yep. everyone's used to this in this country since I guess 1970, watching Monday night football. So I think it'll be it'll be perfect, and it'll just grow through the years and and. Uh, you know, who knows? It might be on parallel with a Super Bowl someday. It, it might. I mean, there's a passion in college football, you know, uh, that just is unmatched, unrivaled. But in the end, I think, you know, America wants two Super Bowl weeks. It's just that simple. And I think what they've done here is, you know, and I know this all too well since I'm, you know, I've worked the past three years at the U.S. Army All-American Bowl, which is the first Saturday in January. And, you know, so um, 
There's a lot going on that time of year, to put it mildly, a lot beyond just the college bowl games, which are nonstop from pretty much around Christmas on. Uh, it feels like, you know, and I, and I like the move, that they're simply, you know, they're letting it all kind of conclude. And that mean by that, I mean holiday, holidays, travel, all of it, every, you know, and kind of do a reset. And then you can, like, you know, have New Year's in your rearview mirror, and you can then have an entire full week uh, to enjoy, you know, the the lead in to the national to the new national championship game. That's how that's how I see it. You know, it's going to be it's going to be wonderful because you know it's there was so much stuff going on, you know, leading up into even you know that earlier week, which is like January 5th, 6th, when they've t- played it in the past. But this way, you know, they're going to have the stage to themselves, uh, a- along with, of course, the NFL playoffs, but, they're not, you know, there's no direct conflict, obviously. No, they, they've steered clear of all those NFL playoff dates, and that's always the wise thing to do. And, they, and they've worked yes. in, in conjunction with the NFL through the years on the, on the bowl games, too, so that's a natural and and I think John when they have that championship game the teams are going to arrive I think on let's say a Thursday or Friday it's not going to be like the entire week because you know they're just going to be coming off playing in the semifinals in um, uh, Pasadena and New Orleans so they'll probably probably head back to campus and work out a few days and then go to Arlington for the championship game yeah, I mean it's going to be perfect. So just walk me through AP real quickly. So it's like they're they're basically going to play, you know, in a major bowl game around uh, all on New Year's Day, right? Right. Yeah. One yeah, of the okay. games should be on the New Year's Eve. Okay. But probably on the New Year's Eve, and then the, the, the other game will be the next day. So that would be almost the equivalent of like the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game. <laughs> right. Right. So to speak, which right. are. Which are, for my money, the best day in sports, you know, that, when they're both played that Sunday to decide who goes to the Super Bowl. I mean, we're going to have a very similar situation here with, with this system, I think, which is great. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll work out fine, and uh, you'll have the, your full attention on those two semifinal games played in, played in spectacular settings, Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl, and then those will be alternated around the country. Uh, to it, I think, I think it's like a twelve-year rotation. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we're all up for change, you know. It may not be perfect, but it's going to be an improvement, and it's going to be wonderful, and we can't wait. So, again, with that as a background, uh, we're going to take our break now, and we're going to talk about some of the teams, some of the conferences. Uh, What's ahead for the season that will decide who's going to land in Dallas for the first ever college football playoff. So we'll take our break now and AP and I will be sticking around and uh, start talking conferences on the other side. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. And on the line with us still is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we're holding our first annual college football preview. And we just talked about the new college football playoff system coming this year. But uh, let's talk about some conferences. And you and I love our football media days. We've covered the American Athletic Conference one in Newport, Rhode Island the past few years. But the first one this year is, no surprise, the Southeast Southeastern Conference, which you cover. You cover Alabama for Bama Magazine. Uh, you're an expert, uh, so why don't we start with them? They've been, uh, after winning, I believe, seven or so national championships in a row, Florida State broke through beating Auburn, who got to the national championship game last year. Uh, What do you see for the SEC this year, AP? Yeah, John, I think every year when you talk about college football, you specifically have to look at the SEC Western Division with, uh, of course, Alabama and LSU and and Auburn now. So uh, who can win that Western Division? And and it's going to be another dogfight when you look at the the teams, John, I always try to look at the, the returning quarterbacks and the non-conference schedule and the home-and-away schedule within the conference. And this year, Alabama, they have to travel to LSU, which would, of course, would be a tough game for them. But LSU, they'll have to break in a new quarterback. And uh, Alabama starts the year against West Virginia. And, but they also they host Florida, so that's in their favor. And Florida's Florida's offense has had been struggling so badly the last year. They brought in a new offensive coordinator, Kurt Roper. 
So he's trying to make hay with the dress, Jeff Driscoll, who has some talent, big, strong quarterback in the Tim Tebow mold, but he's been injured. So, uh, you know, I see Alabama, you know, challenging in the West, and then you have the, Auburn, of course, has a returning quarterback with Nick Marshall. Yep. And so that's in their favor, you know, and they, but they have to visit Alabama. So that's something they're, they're going to have to overcome in their, their, their schedule. So, and then the, the third team in there, John, is going to be kind of interesting because normally you put LSU right in there, but this might be the year the Ole Miss jumps LSU. They've recruited wow. well, and they have returning quarterback Bo Wallace who has some talent. He's just not as consistent. Uh, and he's trying to uh, play much better this year, game in and game out. And you have Robert Kimdichie on the defensive line. And so that, that's that's a team that could challenge uh, LSU for that third team in the SEC West. Uh, and Robert Kimdichie, of course, was the number one player coming out of high school. Uh, a Jadavian Clowney-like player, if not clone. Uh, so... The, the, that's why, and a whole lot of other recruits. So yeah, Ole Miss. I would love it. Throw back to the days of Archie Manning. I think it'd be great. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting for the conference. And uh, Ole Miss, matter of fact, um, their schedule is kind of is kind of favorable. Uh, you know, they're they're hosting some teams, but uh, they start out with Boise State, and that, that's no easy task. That'll be in Atlanta. Wow, part of that, part of that kickoff classic. Double header with Alabama and West Virginia. I think they play the game on a Thursday evening. So, but but Ole, Ole Miss, you know, if you if you keep talking enough times about how your recruiting classes, you know, in the top fifteen or twenty, you know, now is the time to produce because you have that senior quarterback in Bo Wallace, and you know they have some good good receivers and uh, you know that Hugh Freeze is he's got a lot of excitement going on there in Oxford, so. Uh, they can stay healthy, you know, because they need to stay. Oh, a team like Ole Miss has to stay healthy because they don't have the depth of the, the, the Auburns, Alabamas, LSUs. So uh, that, that's what's going to be key factor them. They they host Alabama and Auburn this year, and their rival Mississippi State. That's huge. The, yeah, these are important factors, you know. And the SEC home field is so gigantic, as you know better than anyone. Yeah, so you know that that works in their their favor, and they beat LSU last year, and uh, so th- that's something that I think that team is 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 primed to, to make a move in the SEC yeah. West, and and you know Al- Alabama's loaded, John, offensively they have uh, Derrick Henry and T.J. Yeldon, two NFL type running backs, Amari Cooper, you know a top level wide receiver. The big question mark that everybody's waiting to be uh, answered as the quarterback of the transfer Jacob Coker from Florida State. He has all the ability and the tools. Now you're looking at his his accuracy, his decision-making, and he's a much better athlete than A.J. McCarron. He can run the, run the football on the edge and get outside the pocket and make throws, and he's a big, strong arm. And on the offensive line, they'll have to replace a couple of people, but they'll get some capable um you know, uh, people on the offensive line. And then defensively, I, I think they, they might be a little bit better, actually. Wow. On the, that's a, that's a, uh, you know, even when, a bold even, statement. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I think they're going to be a little bit faster, and some of these young defensive linemen are, are more athletic, and they're going to 
put a better rush on the quarterback. That's one thing. And Nick Saban, he hasn't had the, let's say, star edge rusher since he's been there. But, you know, they've been quite good on defense, obviously. But And then, um, you know, Auburn, you know, he's a magician over there offensively, Gus Malzahn. So Absolutely. They're, they're going to put points on the board. Now it's a question. Did they recruit well enough, and can Ellis Johnson get them to to play defensively? And, and they did make a drastic improvement last year. And the most important statistic, I believe, was the scoring defense. Correct. You know, yes. they, they I think they went from like something the 80th uh, team in the country to maybe like 47. So that's a drastic improvement. So absolutely. Well, know, let me let me ask you quickly. You mentioned Alabama opens against West Virginia, correct? Yes. Where is that game? That game is in Atlanta. That's part of the that doubleheader type thing, Thursday, Saturday, um, Ole Miss and Boise State, and then Alabama-West Virginia, which is the first time those te- wow. two teams have ever met. And, of course, Nick Saban's from West Virginia, so there's a little storyline for that game. It's a great storyline. He won't want to lose that one. That'll mean a lot to him. Uh, oh. <laughs> and he, uh, Nick, grew up not too far from where I lived uh, when uh, and I covered West Virginia back in the day so uh that's why I had to ask cuz if that game is in Morgantown uh <laughs> that's like the biggest thing to happen in West Virginia since the days of Major Harris um, <laughs> but uh anyway Atlanta that'll be a showcase so it's it's opening the season like uh, is it like Labor Day weekend uh yeah and and John they they're, they're going to open that Hall of Fame down there too Oh, so, right. Yeah. So that would be exciting Hall of people want to you know, be in town that weekend. It's it's inaugural uh, opening for that Hall of Fame in Atlanta. Wow, yeah, the new College Football Hall of Fame moving from South Bend down to Atlanta, uh, which will be a great home for it. Uh, so let me ask you, so are these games like back, back-to-back days? Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a Thursday. Uh, uh, Thursday, Saturday, John. Okay. Around Labor Day weekend. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. Opening yeah. the season. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, just yeah. before we close on the SEC, um, how about the Eastern Division? And, you know, let's start with the team uh, whose games I used to go to as well back in the day. Uh, Florida, the Gators. Will Muschamp. It suddenly feels like, you know, his his job's a little bit in jeopardy. Uh you know, uh, that's, which is surprising. John, I mean, they had trouble last year. I mean, they lost to Georgia Southern, um, right. which should never happen at a school like the University of Florida with all that skilled talent and Will Muschap being, being a defensive-oriented uh, coach. So th- their big issue is offensively. How much can they improve with the new offensive coordinator, Kurt Roper? And they need some uh, better play by the quarterback, um, Jeff Driscoll. He's a big, strong kid, about six six. He can run. I saw him at the Under Armour game when he's in high school, but he's uh-huh. been injured and inconsistent. Wow! So will he be? In, so will he be able to make some uh, measured improvement? And, and they should have, you know, some skilled players to to, to uh, complement him as well. But it's just a question of you have a new system. The team is under the. Uh, you know, their their pressure, the coach is, not, is, is being pressured to win this year. I, I would think that he, 
I would think he'd have to win in like the nine games, about nine games to keep that position, I would think. Because Jeremy right. Foley, he's not one to, to wait around. He, he can read the hand, handwriting on the wall. So, you know, he'll, he'll make a decision. He's been there a long time, you know. Sure, sure. So, um, uh, what about other teams? Uh, yeah, you know, was, we have Tennessee, we have South Carolina learning to live without for the first time in what feels like forever, Jadavian Clowney. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, just some of the other SEC East teams? Yeah, I think uh, one team I'm, I'm going to look at closely is Georgia because they have a new defensive coordinator, Jeremy Pruitt. He was a defensive backfield coach at Alabama, went down to Florida State, won a title down there, and was hired by Mark Rick to shore up that defense. So they have athletes at Georgia to, to play defense, just a question of what's the best system. And uh, so that ought to be interesting to see if they can improve defensively because, you know, in my mind, Georgia always could score points with Mark Rick as the offensive-minded coach. Absolutely. No question, you got, you got two great running backs. They're going to have to replace, uh, you know, the quarterback Aaron Murray, of course, but if Georgia's going to win a championship this year, it's going to be because their defense has shown improvement, and 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 that's what that's what I believe about um, Georgia. Because there's so many ta- every everyone recruits in Georgia, John. Everyone goes to Atlanta to get players right. from all conferences, ACC, Big Ten, SEC, and so there's plenty of talent. It's just getting the right coaches in there and the right schemes and. Y- you know, winning these big games, not not faltering at any time. That's it. That's it, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, there's just so much uh, talent and legendary programs and schools down there. Uh, I love the SEC, but there are other conferences. And you mentioned Boise State. And interestingly, coincidentally, Boise State is coming to play UConn in our backyard. Uh on Saturday, September 13th, which is big time here in the Northeast. And on that very same day is USC, the Trojans, are going to be playing here in Boston at (laughs) Boston College. So that is, you know, we both live in New England. That is a big time college football day in New England, to say the least. Uh, Saturday, September 13th. So with that said, let's take our break. And after the break, we'll talk about uh, UConn and the rest of the American Athletic Conference, which, of course, is a conference we're familiar with. Uh, We both go to Media Day, uh, and there's a lot going on in that conference, some new members, whatnot. There hasn't been a dull moment with the American Athletic Conference. So, uh, again, let's take our break. We'll talk AAC on the other side. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. 
It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. Look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's, come on. Let's play Drug Code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. Yeah. Are we going to play porn and music or not? This program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man, how the hell do they know that I got gas? Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. And on the line with us still is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And we're doing our first ever college football preview. And A.P., we, clo- we, we spent the last segment talking about the SEC, the conference you cover, uh, and specifically the University of Alabama. Uh, but we talked about, uh, we, we ended by talking about the American Athletic Conference, which is up here, uh, based up here. I can no longer say which is up here in the Northeast because there's now a, na- a national conference everywhere. You and I cover their football media day every year, and uh, we are both big fans uh, of, you know, of the conference, to put it mildly, and uh so, uh, why don't we start with UConn? Uh, Close the previous segment saying uh, that, you know, they're not only hosting Boise State on sub- Saturday, September 13th, but they begin the season on Friday, August 29th, hosting Brigham Young. Another huge intersectional matchup, and they've got a new coach. Yeah, new coach, uh, Bob Diaco, former defensive coordinator from Notre Dame. He's a very, very energetic person. I've met him a few times, and he's a, a good recruiter, and he's from the state of New Jersey, which will be uh, great for the, the UConn program because they need to get some players from that state, and uh, they need to shore up their defense, of course. Last year, the, there was a downtrend, and you know, normally uh, Connecticut was able to stop teams and had that power offense with the running game and 
and uh, you know defensively it was where they made their name. But but now he's got to grab hold of that program and start recruiting this you know this area and particularly New Jersey and get that running game going again because uh, the offensive line was gave up 41 sacks last year, John. Believe it or not, and wow. that's something that I don't see how a quarterback can muster any confidence if, he, if he's running around and, and being threatened on every play. So that's a prime concern to take, take care of that offensive line. But you know they, they have a, they have a nice schedule. They're opening up a BYU, as you said, and um, you know hope the fans uh, come out and support their team because it's a brand new start and. Uh, you know, they have a chance to do something on the road with this new coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just a fascinating conference to cover as it, like, you know, creates its own new image. We're familiar that this is, you know, the the former Big East, that type of thing. Uh, you know, you and I are huge fans of Mike Oresco. I mean, you know, we both interviewed him. He will get the job done. He will create a great conference. I mean, they've already gone national. I mean, you know, again, it's so easy for us to think, you know, Northeast, but now there's, you know, teams include in the American Athletic Conference now, which is headquartered in Providence, Tulane, East Carolina, (laughs) uh, Memphis, SMU. We talked about SMU earlier, the ponies. you know, uh, Navy's coming on board, uh, no pun intended, um, <laughs> next year. So that's huge. That's huge. Um, getting Army and or Navy into, a, into your conference, that carries global implications. But uh, So, yeah, there, there's a lot to like, and you and I have been there. We, we've seen the evolution as we've attended the football media days in Newport, we were at the UConn-Michigan game last year on a Saturday night, nationally televised, and that was a big-time event by any, any standard. And we both know big-time college football, and uh, that, that was right there with that. Yeah, it sure was, John. The, Michigan squeaked out a three-point win, and UConn had, a, I think it was a 21-7 lead at halftime and yep. they weren't able to hold that and uh it was a down tail spin from there but when you could you know when your fan base can see you play against michigan and play them toe to toe it gives you know you, they should be encouraged now it's a new regime we'll see what happens i i think w- w- one of the favorites in this league john is east carolina um, east carolina they, has had is one of those programs that has gone up against the big boys and done well for years. You know, the Pirates, the Purple and Gold, it's like, you know, we all know who they are, and we all know they're capable of beating any team in the country on any given day, and they, and they typically play one or two top teams every year. Yeah, yeah they have their, their quarterback, Shane Carden. He's thrown 56 touchdowns over the last two years. So, hmm. so those are nice numbers. Nice numbers. Absolutely. No, no question. You know he, he has experience. He's productive, and uh, you know they have to be considered one of the favorites for that for that league. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be great to have them and all the other schools, you know, aboard. And uh, I know we're talking football, but let's not forget the reigning basketball champion, 
uh, in men's and women's is, of course, from the American Athletic Conference, UConn. So, uh, you know, th- th- that says a lot right there. They, ha- they have a nice high profile with which to, to build upon, to, to put it mildly. Yeah, and Central Florida represented the conference very well in the bowl game last year, beating Baylor. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. South Florida. Yeah, there's just, you know, a lot of a lot to like about this conference and and it just feels like, you know, a blank canvas that they can just create what they're going to become and I just feel like they're going to become something pretty special. Yeah, yeah, I think there's there's strong points, John. You have the couple teams in Texas and the couple teams in Florida. Correct. Yes, that speaks volumes and then Let's not ever underestimate, you know, they have that Northeast base. I know that they've spread out with teams and some teams have left and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're still based up here in the Northeast and with that, the television ratings and the decision-making that happens in New York, not too far from Stores, Connecticut, by the way, and Providence. So, yeah, you know, there's really the best of all worlds to a certain degree. Yeah, and and it's going to take them some time, but I think we spoke about this last year. They're going to gain the recognition and the respect by beating the teams on the field. That's really the only way you can grab somebody's attention in this day and age. If, If you're trying to get on that big stage and you want to get out of that chorus line, You've got to outperform the, the 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 top teams, right? Which is exactly exactly what they did slash almost did that night against Michigan. You know, the, I mean, you know, we need to only go back to Appalachian State beating Michigan in the Big House to know what something like that can mean. Um, you know, for a program, for a conference, for whatever. So you, you know. Uh, we were there. We witnessed it in person. We were, we were in the press box with the national media and, you know, all of that was going on and, uh, you know, the big game feel that really only in Michigan, the winningest college football program in history. Let's not forget that. Right. A big time feel that really only Michigan and, and a few others can really bring. But Michigan to a degree, you know, above all others in a, in a certain way. Oh yeah, I mean that that thing that had such a ripple effect, John. That game where Michigan went down Appalachian State. Uh, you yep. know, I'm sure some of the other teams initially in the Big Ten were quite happy about the Maize and Blue losing, but down the road, it it really uh, you know put a chink in their armor as a conference. So Correct. you know, it, all these people. A lot of times you you'll hear them cheer loudly when their rival loses maybe to a non-conference team well it's really you're, you're hurting yourself in the in the long run and, and it's really not smart to cheer against your rival in, in the non-conference games at least that's correct that's be- correct because yeah. and especially in this day and age now with strength of schedule was going to be looked at by this selection committee you know so it's in your best interest to be, be rooting for all your teams in your conference to win the non-conference games. I mean, you take yep. a look at somebody like East Carolina. They're playing at South Carolina, at Virginia Tech, North Carolina. I mean, what would be the effect if they won two out of those three games? The ACC, right. 
ACC teams would be, uh, or SEC, whatever. Yeah, yeah conference. Yeah. That's, 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 right, that's, at, at South Carolina, imagine they went into Columbia, you know, early in the season. Right. And took the Gamecocks down a peg. I mean, that would affect the, the SEC for sure. Hmm. Fascinating. It's almost a, a new way of looking at college football. It's always been there, but this year the stakes are suddenly higher. Yeah, and every game really matters now. I mean, it always did, but now it's going to be so scrutinized that... Uh, the long-term effects. Yeah, long, long-term effect. And, and, and you know, John, uh, years ago in, in college football, if you lost early, maybe that was to your advantage. Right, of course. But with this committee, I believe it's going to be just like college basketball. doesn't matter when you lose... That is a loss on your schedule. Yeah, wow, what a good point. That's why we're having this show now, because there's so much new stuff to kind of think about that, you know, you need, you need to study, <laughs> just like a college student to prepare for this college football season, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think the committee members might be uh, not as forgiving. Correct. I, I totally agree. I, I, there's I think the human you, element will come in. Yeah. It won't be like the days in the past where you might have lost in September and said, well, that was early. We're a better football team now. Right. Well, I don't know about that. Great perspective. So, AP, we still have a few more uh, things to talk about as we prepare for uh, this year's college football season, which is suddenly not that far away as uh, college football media days uh, happen uh in the month of July. So with that said, we'll take our final break. We'll talk a little more college football on the other side. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, and we're holding our first annual college football preview today. And, A.P., I mentioned earlier that USC is coming to play Boston College, where I'm located, uh, Saturday, September 13th, the same day UConn will be hosting Boise State. 
So let's talk a little ACC as opposed to AAC, which was we talked about last <laughs> segment, the American Athletic Conference, which we both cover. But ACC, Atlantic Coast Conference, what do you think? I mean, let's start with the fact that the last year's national champions, Florida State, are from the ACC. So I think that's a pretty good place to start. Yeah, John, I think they're a clear-cut favorite, and I don't see any other team in that conference really challenging them. I mean, you have the returning Heisman Trophy winner, and they have some fantastic athletes as usual. They had a couple receivers leave, but uh, I'm I'm sure that, you know, they have some that are skilled and will fit in nicely with Jimbo Fisher's offense. And defensively, they've always had... Uh, a good scheme and you know the pressure of the quarterback so they'll, they'll, they'll be in good shape they have a road ga- a neutral site road game it's uh, Oklahoma State which is in a rebuilding mode I think they lost 28 seniors so mm-hmm. uh, on the schedule wise I think the, the, there's not too many challenges uh, except down the road you know they'll, they'll play um, Clemson they're hosting Notre Dame they're hosting they're at Louisville at Miami and then of course uh, have to play Florida. Uh, that, that's a home game for them. So I don't see anyone to really challenge them on the schedule. Uh, Clemson has to replace their quarterback. So, but but Dabo Sweeney, to his credit, he's he's an offensive guru type. He'll and he gets good at skilled athletes. So uh, you know, Taj Boyd set all kind of records for him. So I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll be. Um, get a suitable replacement you know there's a little question mark it might be Cole Stout you remember his daddy Cliff Stout probably from the Steelers. oh Pittsburgh Steelers absolutely right right and then Chad Kelly was there uh, Jim Kelly's nephew but he, he ended up transferring so he, he won't be challenging for the position and, but there's a freshman coming in that might, might give some time also Deshaun Watson but uh, you know defensively they were like third in the ACC last year so you know they 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 could be the challenge as as usual for Florida State, but I don't see anybody else in that conference that's gonna. You know you have to shake in your boots about uh, playing against them. You know Bobby Petrino is coming to the league now, Louisville. He's another offensive guru. There seems like there's a ton of these offensive guru types. I mean, and every year it doesn't matter if they lose players, returning quarterback, new quarterback. Uh, top skill players, media, mediocre skill players, they have schemes where they score points. They just don't have down years offensively. It's, uh, you know, it's, those guys are geniuses, I think. Absolutely. Well, Bobby Petrino proving you can go home again and uh, back to Louisville. And, you know, we also talked about, you know, Michigan, UConn, playing UConn last year. What are your thoughts, uh, the Big Ten? Yeah, the Big Ten, um, Ohio State is building a powerhouse. And as I always told you, I think a coach that I fear is Urban Meyer. And, uh, you know, he has his returning quarterback, Heisman Trophy candidate. So, you know, I would think... Braxton Miller? Right, right. They'd be one of the teams that if you're starting right now, you're making a projection to Final Four, they'd be a strong team to consider, I believe. And defensively, they're getting better as well getting better athletes. Uh, you know, Michigan State is a power-running team. They're going to have to play, replace quite a few people on the defensive end, really some top players. And uh, But but you have to like um, what their coach has done in the last couple of years. They they 
played Ohio State toe to toe and beat them in the championship game. And, Mark D'Antoni, of course. Right, right. Mark D'Antoni, right. Good, excellent coach. Has a good system. A solid defensive team. Usually, power running offensive team. And you know they don't have ask their quarterback to to be a Heisman Trophy winner. Just just play nice and steady, not turn the ball over. And then you have Penn State with the new coach James Franklin. You have to figure, John, someone who's won at Vanderbilt, um, been so successful at a program that in history has never went to probably two more than about four or five bowls. He took them to back to back and had some nine win seasons. You know, first time in history. So, and you have that returning quarterback pretty good player so uh, you look for Penn State to do some damage in that league as well and then Wisconsin they John they have to go down to Houston and open up the season against LSU wow so that'll be that, interesting be, that, that'll be difficult for them yeah very that, that, that that's a big game uh well AP we're down under three minutes but I just want to touch on a couple of the other power conferences the Pac-12 some say the Pac-12 is actually at the SEC's level this coming year. That's a bold statement, but they're going to be good. What do you What do you think of when you think of the Pac-12? Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm looking at UCLA and Oregon. I think this year, John. Okay, I agree. Uh, and the reason being, you know, Marcus Mariota, the outstanding right. quarterback. I mean, he's 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 something to behold. He, he can run 80 yards for a touchdown on you or throw the ball deep. You know, he's, he's quite talented. And they have all five offensive linemen returning. They had a record-setting year of 7,345 yards of offense. Um, yes. Uh, Oregon, yeah. I mean, they're, they're a major player, and they were last year and the first year after Chip Kelly left. So yeah. they're not going anywhere anytime soon. No, John, interesting early game, September 6th. Michigan State out to Eugene. Wow. That would be great. Yeah. Let's not forget, just Michigan State's the team that broke Ohio State's 24, I believe, game-winning streak last right. year in the Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis. So uh, Michigan State's a power as well. And AP, last real power conference that I want to get your opinion on, uh, you know, the Big 12. What, what do you think of when uh, – when the Big 12 pops up. Well, you've got to believe that Oklahoma is hell-bent on getting to that championship. They have a returning quarterback who ate up Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. They've got 11 starters on defense. Uh, and, you know, I think Bob Stoops, he's, he's got a good feeling about his team. Uh, interesting game. September 13th, Tennessee comes to town. <laughs> wow. I I'm so glad we're talking about this today because you have, you know, mentioned a half a dozen or so tremendous must-see appointment television games all in the first few weeks of the season. So I'm already excited when I think about some of these just great intersectional matchups. Yeah, I mean... uh Every conference, you know, most of the conferences, John, they're going to have at least two to three teams challenging, except I would think the ACC is Florida State's to lose. Yes. Uh, well, it's going to be a great year, a year unlike any other, which is about as exciting as you can say when it comes to college football. So, AP, 
thank you for your fabulous analysis and for getting us all excited about the upcoming college football season. I think it's going to be a great one, and you can't start this stuff too early these days. No, no, it's my pleasure, John. We, we live to see the first uh, college football playoff. We did, exactly right. So now uh, I want to thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to the college football season. should be a great one. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.